Hi, my name's Sickler McLeod. This is the Eclectic Music Podcast, the podcast for the musically curious. Thank you for joining me for episode two. Once again, this is going to be a very personal episode based around our son Callum. We lost Callum in 2007 when he was just 12 years old as a result of contracting meningitis. Callum was a big lover of music from a very, very young age when he was between 18 months and two years old. I would come home from work and the first thing he would do would go to the CD rack. He'd pull out the Elvis Command performances CD because he wanted to hear Wooden Heart. He loved Wooden Heart when he was a wee babe. His passion for music grew and grew and just before he died he was learning to play the guitar and his favourite band were the Fratellis and the favourite song was Chelsea Dagger and he was actually learning to play that in the time just before his death. When he died we had decided we were going to organise a, a charity raffle to help support meningitis research and support services. We would We were desperate to get in touch with the three guys from the Fratellis to let them know exactly how much Callum loved them and how important he was to them. So my wife Kim finally managed to get in touch with them just before the raffle and went to meet them at their studios over in Woodlands Road in Glasgow. Boys were incredibly generous and helpful and they donated um, a piece of artwork, the original artwork, for one of the singles they donated a drum head with the Fratelli's logo on it and John donated his Fender guitar that appeared in the video of Chelsea Dagger so it was a very iconic kind of instrument for the band and with their help we managed to raise over £10,000 with those three items so that was incredible the band are three guys John Raz and Mince, as he's known, Gordon is his real name, but Mince is how he goes by. They were founded in 2005 and they built a following, mainly through playing live gigs in and around the city and slowly expanding across the country. And eventually were signed to the uh, record label. In 2006, they recorded Costello Music. Costello Music was where Baz used to actually teach kids how to play instruments, so... That's where that name came from. And the record was released in early 2007. It starts, the first track on it is called Henrietta. It's a raucous and racy tale of the three musicians lusting after a, a rich married woman. It sets the tone for the album with great hooks, pounding bass and crashing drums, underpinning cheeky and funny lyrics. John sings and it's clean out the bank and a bump off your daddy. You can come live with us amongst the has-beens and the addicts. And that, as I say, it sets the tone, that very upbeat, very enjoyable music to listen to because you can just let it wash over you and just enjoy it. And that's one of the reasons Callum loved it. Just before he died, Callum had created a playlist, which I still have, with over 300 songs on it. And with very few exceptions, they're all upbeat and very positive. The second song on the album is Flathead. This is a sing-along favourite of the festival crowds with its Vadaba chorus. Like many of the songs on the album, it features some interesting characters that were certainly inspired by the people of Glasgow and the environs. Number three is Whistle for the Choir. And for the first time, the pace slows a little. 
And it's a tale, a tale of a lonely woman and a lonely guy trying to get together. It contains one of the best lines in any of the Fratelli songs, I think, when John sings, and it's four in the morning and I'm walking along beside the ghost of every drinker who's ever done wrong. Starts, the tune starts very quiet, it's an acoustic guitar, but builds towards the end. Number four is Chelsea Dagger, which is the tune that propelled the band to huge success. It's again an energetic, very bouncy kind of song and very anthemic. And it's loved by obviously the, the band's fans and festival audiences, but also by lots of sports franchises because it'll often get played after a goal has scored, been scored. Chelsea Dagger, the title, is actually the burle- was the burlesque name of the woman who went on to become John's wife. We move on to track seven, Creeping Up the Backstairs. This starts with a brilliant drum introduction by Mince. Mince actually started as a guitarist, and when the drummer left the band, he took over, and I think he actually found his, his calling because he's a superb drummer. So just trying to, sing, trying to sing along with this song is really difficult because um, John never never pauses for breath, or so it seems. And it's the story of every ma- many a man's antics in their late teens and early twenties when he sings, when you're creeping up the back stairs, mother's nightmares, falling in the front door, my, my. Number eight, we move on to Vince, the lovable stoner. A jaunty tune that tells the story of a struggling musician that might be slightly too fond of a certain substance. The story perfectly encapsulates in the first two lines. Now Vince was a loner, a lovable stoner. He lived in a bluebird, spelled his names backwards. For those of you who don't know, the bluebird referred to was a very old car. The tenth track in the album is called is Baby Fratelli. The bluebird makes a return in this song. The verses in the chorus are very different in tempo. It's another perfect little portrait of the crazy life of musicians trying to make their way in the tough world of rock music. So, Costello Music is an album full of crazy characters, witty lyrics, and a sense that music shouldn't be taken too seriously, which sometimes doesn't go down too well with critics who seem to think that music should be terribly, terribly serious. But I, I love this album just for the sheer joy it brings. Because the truth is that um, for rock music, the very roots of rock music was songs that made people sing along, dance and smile. And I, I think more power to any band who can still find those qualities, particularly when the world is so serious. The second album I've chosen is The Doors, L.A. Woman. Now, the reason for this is that Callum was just beginning to explore classic rock. Mainly he'd been in the kind of indie scene before that he'd been picking mainly indie songs we start, we're starting to explore classic rock and one of the tunes that he absolutely fell in love with was Riders on the Storm by The Doors so that's why I've chosen this album The Doors were John Densmore Ray Manzarek Robbie Krieger and the iconic Jim Morrison they got together as a band called Rick, to, Rick and the Ravens before Moffin into The Doors in the late 1965 just around, under a year later, their reputation in Los Angeles, again, I suppose a bit like the Pratellis because they were so good live, they secured a record deal with Electra Records. Ellie Woman was the fourth album, was released in 1971, just a few weeks before Jim Morrison's untimely death. The album starts with The Changeling. It's a kind of 
almost James Brown style funk driven by Manzerich's distinctive bass organ and Krieger's guitar Morrison sings of his ever-changing life I'm a changeling, see me change I'm the ear to breathe Food you eat, friends you greet in the sullen street Wow, see me change, see me change You Second track on the album is Love Her Madly It was the first single and it was written by Rob Krieger and the subject of it is his very stormy relationship he had with his wife it's an upbeat song and was one of the Doors' biggest selling singles. Three, the mood changes and we go to being down so long. Jim Morrison's constant run-ins with the authorities, particularly over drugs, had understandably dragged the mood of the band down. All of that frustration and anger comes out in a song that is firmly rooted in the blues. Morrison sings... Well, I've been down so very damn long that it looks like up to me. A line inspired by a book by Richard Farina. Krieger's guitar is the perfect foil for Morrison's anger, and this is just a fantastic song. Fourth track is Cars Is By My Window. It's a straight blues that's apparently about a difficult relationship Morrison had with a woman while living in Venice Beach. Morrison was one of the best white blues singers, and this song proves that. If you want to see another example, Listen to Roadhouse Blues on Morrison Hotel, because it's just fantastic. The fifth track on the album is the title track, LA Woman. Morrison was a very, very attractive man, and in his short life there were many women, many, many women. The subject of this particular song could have been any one of them. Muddy Waters is the influence for this brilliant track. Musicians are in top form complimenting Morrison perfectly. Move on to track six, called La America. This one kind of breaks away from the blues a little and sort of wanders towards psychedelia. The drugs were probably both the inspiration and the subject of this song. Seventh song is Hyacinth's House. Morrison was struggling with his mental health and in this song he uses a Greek myth as a metaphor. He confesses of his unhappiness. Ray Manseric wrote the tune and it's reference, it references Chopin during the instrumental. The eighth song is uh, an old blues number originally recorded by Big Joe Williams in 1941 called Crawling Kingsnake. This version features Morrison's potent sexuality as he delivers a raunchy performance. 30 years from the original, it's still recognisably the blues, but with a distinctively Doors vibe. Number nine is The Wasp in brackets Texas Radio and The Big Beat. The band were joined by Elvis Presley's bass guitarist Jerry Sheff on this unusual track where Morrison recites a poem over a driving beat. And finally on this album, number 10, Riders on the Storm. From the rain and rolling thunder at the start of this track, you know you're in for something special. It grew out of a jam session where the band were mucking about with ghost riders in the sky and it evolved into this amazing song. The rolling rhythm of the instruments and Morrison's understated performance are sublime. Sadly, it was the last song that Jim Morrison ever recorded. Ellie Woman stands as one of the greatest rock and roll records of all time, from one of rock's great, greatest bands, and it led probably by one of the greatest front men as well, in Morrison, who was just incredible. It's a shame that he died at such a young age, he was only 27, and robbed us of what brilliance we don't know. I'm sure there would have been many more great albums if he had if he hadn't passed away. Rounding up, 
these two albums mean something to me because they're a connection to my son. I'll always, I'll always have music as a connection to Callum because, as I say, he was so passionate about it. I hope you've enjoyed this. I'll put links to the albums in the description and setting up a mighty network where we can have a conversation. So I'll stick that in the description as well. And hopefully you can come over, let me know what you think about the albums. As I said in episode one, if you don't like them, that's absolutely fine. That's not a problem. Everybody's got different opinions on music and different tastes, and that's great. But I just would like to know what you thought. If you hadn't heard them before, if you have heard them before and maybe haven't heard them for a while, did you go back and listen? And if you got any recommendations of albums for me to to have a look at on the podcast, I'd be very they'd be very welcome. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.